We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, everybody? Before we get into today's episode, shouts to the members of the Patreon, but in particular, Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Daniel Gibson, Derek Plates, Devin Rendon, Corey Johnson Hoops, and Ryan Flying Pisner. Shouts to my guy, Ryan. About three weeks strong now. No more cigarettes. My guy's cutting the smokes out. Proud of you, bro. Keep it up. And shouts to Bill's Mafia and to Buffalo's very own. Shouts to the 716, man. Some of you guys don't even know about the 716. But don't let me digress too much. A special shout-out to a year-long pledge. Marshall Tukarski. The hesitation was because I'm not sure if I pronounced that last name. But congrats. Thank you, sir. One-year pledge from Marshall to the Patreon. That is a tremendous segue into... This Patreon rundown. Now, there is a video on the Patreon public for all and an audio version of it. It's about 15, 16 minutes long, give or take. Just going to do a quick little rundown of the new changes to the Patreon as of July 1st. So, obviously, a couple days later. Didn't record a podcast on Monday. Didn't do an NBA Finals preview because I was away this weekend. And by the time we knew what the Finals was going to be, I was not in Queens. I was not at the studio. So wasn't able to record. So we touch on some NBA here. Got heavy UFC talk to my guy Josh, hot Josh in the building recording. But you can save 15% off your annual membership of the Patreon if you do an annual sub. If you pledge for the entire year, you save 15% off. It comes out to about two months free. And if you do that for the said tiers that I'm going to mention right now, you're going to get certain perks and incentives that you normally wouldn't get. And this is just straight moving forward from now on. I can't thank you guys enough for making a lot of my goals and dreams and aspirations come true with the support over the years. So I'm able to create content now full time with a couple of projects that are coming up and I'm very excited to share with them in a little bit. But these are the changes for the Patreon and this is a way that you guys can support the show and get some get back while we're at it. So Legend Tier, $1 small donation to contribute to the show. If you pledge for a whole year, you're going to get a shout out on the pod that said week that you pledged. And again, if you pledge for a whole year and either of any of these tiers, you get two months free. Rookie contract is $5 a month. Access to the Discord. Episodes early as best as I can. Patreon exclusives. We're going to go two a month, Patreon exclusives, two a month, 
until football starts. Then we're going to get a Patreon-exclusive episode for $5 a month, potentially three episodes a week, exclusively on the Patreon. I got uh, two co-hosts that are coming on board. One is Alan, which you guys know during the football season. And the other one, I think you guys are going to be very, very excited when we break the news on that. So that's for $5. When you pledge to the $10 tier, you get access to everything in the $5 tier and the $1 tier. People's pod producer role. All the questions are going to be coming from this tier. Monthly giveaways and contests like the NFL Pick'em Pool, uh, March Madness, random you know Netflix membership for the year, ESPN Plus membership for the year, et cetera, et cetera, whatever we come up with if you guys are in this tier. Even if you don't reach out to us, if you are in this tier, we're going to do the drawing and you'll be notified that you won said drawing. And also, if you pledge for an entire year, you're going to get a free hat and shirt bundle, two items. That's only if you pledge for the year up front, become a legend for a whole year. You're going to get a free merch and hat item. I'll reach out to you. I'll have your email. I'll need your address, maybe a phone number. Nah, nah, I'm being extra now. But I will reach out to you to get you guys those free hat and shirt bundle. Franchise tag, $20 tier. Going streaking every six months that you are in this tier, you're going to get a free merch item every January and July. For those of you whose names I mentioned in the beginning, be on the lookout over the next two weeks. You should be getting some merch delivered to your house. I pretty much have everyone's address still from the January when we did this, but I'll be reaching out to you again in the event that I don't have your information. So you're going to get that free merch item if you've been six months consecutive in this franchise tag tier. Roll call every episode like you guys have been catching along in uh, the YouTube bio description. Of every video clip that we put up, roll call on every episode. Zoom night every third Wednesday of the month moving forward. So for this month, it's going to be July 21st for about an hour. We'll be doing a Zoom. Drop the link in the Discord. Put it up on Patreon. You guys can join in. Chat what you guys like about the show. How I'm a legend because France let me down. And as you guys will hear on this podcast, how I didn't listen to my pops. (laughs) which is a great story that I told Josh. Um, And then an annual sub, if you pledge to this tier for a whole year, you do get two months free. You save 15% and you're going to get four total merch items. You're going to get the two up front for the six month streaking, right? You get two items every six months that you're there. So you're going to get those two up front and then an extra two items if you do that. And then in the Supermax tier, you get an immediate free item upon sign-up. The moment you sign up to the $40 tier, the Supermax, you're going to get a cameo-style shout-out on the Instagram for the month that you're there. You're going to get followed on the social medias as well. Now, I know we did this in the past, but this was a, a different era of Veterans Minimum. It was a lot more chaotic as far as like the the... The, the people we were working with, the supplier for the merch, it was it was a nightmare. But that's been under new management, as has the show been. So it's going to be easier to have one person navigate through this than, than in the past. So upon signing up, even if you do it as a one-off, you're going to get a free merch item. If you, however, sign up for a whole year. Now, I know this is a big commitment, but if you do 
for a whole year. And I've reached out to my guy, Nick Chavez, because Nick Chavez always shows love. I consider him both a fan of the show, a supporter of the show, and a friend now. And bought me a beer when we were out in Vegas. And, you know, I'm very simple, guys. You guys buy me a beer. You basically might get my phone number. But if you pledge for an entire year up front, you're going to get four items sent to you. And you're going to get a custom VM bomber jacket. That VM bomber jacket is not for sale. I don't sell those. Um, I don't plan on selling them. We're going to slap the VM logo on there, embroidery. We'll put your name on the other side. If you want to put some other funky shit, we'll, we'll be in touch. We'll definitely be in touch for that. A custom bomber jacket. They're not for sale. As of right now, there's only one of one, and it's for me. So if you want to go back and listen to this little rundown, or if you want to just see it listed on the Patreon, it'll be listed in the Patreon too. I can't thank you guys enough for the support throughout the years. You guys have been fucking amazing. Legends, VM legends. And if you guys continue to trust me, on what I'm doing with VM, I promise you, you guys are going to be saying, yo, I was there from the beginning because shit is about to take off, take off. I am so happy that I could do this and give back. And now I'm in a position where I could create full time that this Patreon money can go into some other dope and cool shit. So again, that's the rundown. I got Josh, Josh Decorda at Decorda30. You can find him on Twitter, on Instagram. Big UFC weekend. The Connor card, Connor Dustin, the trilogy. We talk about some UFC stuff. We talk about the NBA Finals a little bit. Actually, a lot of it that came up randomly in conversation. Obviously, I'm doing this after the fact. And also, we talk about the the Luca question that was asked about: Would you rather win a gold medal or an NBA championship? So, yeah, sit back, relax, congrats, and we'll catch you guys next time. Yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm coming in high as shit right now. Well, the volume, not like, yeah, yeah. see, I'm straight edge, you know what I'm saying? Josh in the building, hot Josh, he's ready for UFC. What's up, peoples? My guy. Yo, that's pretty fire, son, when I saw you walk in. Yeah, first time wearing it. Gift from Ralph. Yeah? Yeah. Birthday gift? Yeah. No, yeah. just random gift. Oh, random gift? No, no. Just like be gift. best friend gift? Yeah. We were going to get, <laughs> I told you, me and uh, me and Amel were going to get you the, the hoodie version of it, but like, is that custom perfect. or is that just no it's just orange and i mean whoa bro gold and black from like the l maybe s last week of april until your birthday just every day every other day on ufc store just couldn't find them just not available it's we're gonna so get weird. you one with the quarter because they have the white one and the black one yeah and those shits are trash the gold shit the champion one is those are dope those yeah. are dope as hell and with, the, the, with your last name coming down the middle, would look way fire. Yeah, and I'm a champion, legend. You are. You're a legend for sure. Dude, <laughs> your place has become the official home of our friend group for UFC events. Yeah, basically. We've been watching, especially during uh, COVID and quarantine, we've been watching like every fight there. I even got the flag. The, that yeah. post got me the old like, UFC flag. Yeah, it's such a vibe at your crib. What do you What do you think of this card, man? Uh, I think it's all right. It I was it was a lot better. Like yeah. like a month and a half ago, it was stacked, and then a couple fights got changed. A couple fights got moved. 
and it kind of killed it a little bit. Boss brought up the idea of the prelims being more stacked than the main card. I was actually going to say that, how I like the prelim. Because Nico Price and Michelle Pereira could be a good fight. Could be like fireworks, that fight, with the mm-hmm. way Nico Price fights and how Pereira likes to dance around. And then Ryan Hall and Eric's boy, Tupari. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Tuporia. Tuporia. Well, I like, I like when we have those kind of conversations because obviously everyone knows about the main event. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. And even like the co-main and O'Malley's fighting too. You got a lot of your boys are fighting on this card. O'Malley's your guy. No, I don't like O'Malley anymore. Not I liked anymore. him like in his debut. He was cool when he like hurt his foot or something. He like broke his foot and then he was like hobbling around. Yeah, and the guy like shot. I think it was Sukumtot. Yeah, like shot and took him down. And yeah, instead of standing, everyone's like, "Oh, stand him up." Stand him up, because then the ref probably would have stopped it. Because dude is literally hobbling. Yeah. On, on his foot, but uh, I, I like when we talk about these other fights because it adds context to like the rest of the card. But yeah. Ryan Hall and Taporia is one of the the four fights that I have listed on here. Man, Ryan Hall apparently people don't want to fight him. Yeah, because I think they're scared of getting injured. Because all he does is all he shoots and then puts you in knee bars and stuff and blows your knee out. Yeah, he's a he's a elite level BJJ black belt. Yeah, it's wild. Like he's like so well respected, and now his striking has gotten a lot better because he works with. Um, I think he works with Wonder Boy also. Oh, so like some of like I, I know his last fight, he threw like a spinning wheel kick. Everyone was like, "Where the fuck did that come from?" When was his last fight? It's been a while because he was supposed to fight, I think, Dan Ige. And then that got moved. Yeah, something. He had to mad fights get like moved. Yeah, because either he got COVID or he got sick and then his opponent too. So it's it's been a while since we've seen him. But this dude, Taporia, I remember our shot star guy, Eric. Eric was like hyping him up. And um, I think he's from Spain. Yeah. I think he's he's, he's legit because he's another one. He's supposed to be like a, a high. He's a jujitsu guy, mm-hmm. but he his last fight he was standing. He stood up a lot of the fight too. Yeah, and he showed he showed a well rounded game. Yeah, I just looked it up. Ryan Hall's last fight was the, was damaged. Darren Elkins, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, and that's who he threw. This July thirteenth, twenty nineteen. Oh damn! Wow, July third. Oh, the card that's is literally almost two years. Almost two years. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, man, that gotta be devastating. Yo, what do you think they do in the time in between fights like that? That big layoff. Cause they they get paid when they fight, so you yeah think. like it's, it's like people that get paid hourly. It's like what the hell do you you just sponsors is the only way they get paid, and you just work out. It's gotta be frustrating. I know Ryan Hall does like uh, seminars and shit for jujitsu. Yeah, I'm sure he coaches at gyms too. Right, I right, he's, right. Yeah, they're not broke, but still, yeah. it's just weird for that kind of layoff. It's not a fight check. Yeah, man, this card is uh. This card has a lot of fights that catch my eye. You mentioned Nico Price and Pereira. Um, that one fireworks. I agree with you on that. But I think the the one fight that I really want to see is Wonder Boy and Gilbert Burns. And the reason why is because I think that division is in a weird spot right now. It is. Because it's like, who's going to... Everyone that is at the top has already... Lost to Usman. Yeah, and Masvidal's lost twice to him. Yeah. So he's completely out the picture. Yeah, no, he's he's just fighting. He's going to fight just like basically celebrity fights where it's going to be paycheck fights where he's a big crowd, like fan favorite. A Diaz brother or like yeah. Covington. So I want to start with that fight with the actual like breakdown because I think that has a lot of ramifications for the rest of the division. I think the one mistake Covington has made is that he hasn't 
signed to do the rematch with Usman because I felt like if if Leon if that last minute didn't happen in that Nate Leon fight which I was like super hyped about remember I was like yo I just want because Nate yeah. was getting his ass whooped and we kind of we, we felt that way that, yeah. like, that, that'll be the perfect way where like Nate stuns him bad but doesn't finish the fight because it would be bad for the division basically yeah and I remember you saying like halfway through the fourth round you're like yo because I kept saying to you and to everyone we were watching with, like, yo, I hope Nate has a moment. And I hope he could, like, steal it. But, but I just want him to have a moment. And you're like, yo, it's going to be trash if Nate wins after the across-the-board domination that yeah. Leon Edwards put on. And then he has that moment in the last minute. And, like, that was such a Nate Diaz moment. Like, he has him rocked and stunned. And he yeah. kind of just points at him at last. You think he, he would have been able to finish him if he cared? Because I feel like he, Nate just... It lives for those moments now. He don't really care about like. Well, yeah, that night I was saying how like he just likes to fight and he's doing it just to put on a show. Like most guys are hungry to win and get a title fight. I think Nate's just out there to put on a show and and just fight because that's what he likes to do and talk shit. Like I don't think he really even cared about the outcome of the fight because even after he's like, "Where I'm from, I, I knock that's a rap, yeah. sleepwalking <laughs> yeah, or some shit." Yeah, like yeah. that's that's what he wanted. Yeah, that is what he wanted. Cause like when he hits him with the and, and yo, my favorite part was I didn't really catch it until a couple replays later. He hit him with the Stockton slap first. Like he yeah. slapped him. I love it how we call it the Stockton slap. It's just a basic just slap. slap. But he slaps him first and then throws a left hook, a left cross, and stuns him and then like points at him and doesn't even like rush in. Kind of just like slow plays it. Yeah, he like walk. He completely stands still points at him meanwhile leon's fucking yeah because like yo else. that was that was a 50 45 until that moment yeah like the whole fight it was going to be utter domination there was no fight that you can give no round that you could have gave nate diaz and what's funny i sent you the, the the graphic of it everyone talks about nate coming on late bars over there nate coming on late oh no i guess God. not <laughs> Dad right, jokes. You, go. you got it. Um, but yo, they, they, everyone always talks about like yo fourth and fifth round, but he's never won a fight that's gone into the fourth and fifth round. Yeah. But it's just he had that moment against Connor where he came alive in like the fourth and fifth, and it's like yo, he's this guy. When you know, even Mazadol, we went to the BMF title. Yeah. And Mazadol is beating the shit out of him too. Well, the that people were saying like the tides looked like they could have changed a little bit because mm -hmm. Mazadol was a hundred percent slowing down. It was right. still an absolute ass whooping, though. I even like rewatched it, and like he was a mess, Nate. Yeah. But he's always a mess anywhere in the, in the ring. Yeah, within like the first minute, he's yeah, just, one like, punch open. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really look at the blood when it comes to the Diaz brothers and say, especially Nate, and say that they're losing the fight. It's just regular shit with them. Yeah. But uh, I, w I want to circle back to to one seventy because Burns is fighting Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy's the only one in like the top five or six that hasn't fought Usman yet. Mm -hmm. And you know he beat he beat Luke, who is Gilbert Burns' training partner and best friend. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you saw that on Embedded. Or yeah, yeah, on the Embedded that they're I really two really tight. Episodes last night. So, and Wonder Boy beat Luke again at the BMF title, and then last year he beat Jeff Neal, mm -hmm. which was a pretty big win because Jeff Neal had some momentum behind him. He was like one of those prospects coming up, and then he beats him there. And I feel like if he has a good performance and beats Burns. I think Wonder Boy might get the title shot over Covington. Maybe. It's also because it's based new off activity, too. It's activity. It's it's a new fight we haven't seen. Covington now hasn't fought in a long-ass time, too. Yeah. What was his last fight? Woodley, right? It was Woodley in, like, either mid-September. 
So you're talking about like a nine month layoff so far, maybe even 10 months now. And they're not going to book it before then. So it's going to be about a year from the time that we see Covington again. And I think the money fight for Usman, you would say, is Covington, though? 100%. That's what fans want to see, too. Especially because Covington gave him, like, the most trouble. Burns, like, you know, Burns dropped him and rocked him. But he, like, threw everything at him in the first round and then mm-hmm. was fried in the second round and got finished. But, like, Covington, I, like, you could argue up until the point where he got his jaw broke and finished that he might have, he could have been winning that fight. Like, round by round scoring. Yeah. Yo, I felt that way, too. I, I thought, because I rewatched that fight also. I've been doing that a lot the last couple months. I guess because of quarantine and shit still. I mean, are we even in quarantine? Is this still quarantine? Somewhat. Somewhat, yeah. But Tokyo is. Yeah, yo, there no um no, no spectators fans, at the yeah. Olympics, and they're like shutting down restaurants and shit. Yeah, or something. it's gonna be like a ghost town outside of the people competing. Mm. That's so ass. That's so ass. We'll say that for another time. But uh, I have the uh, I have the stationary bike outside, and I'll put it in front of the TV, and I'll just like rewatch old fights, and like I'll hit up Dylan in Boston, and be like, yo, I think Valentina beat Nunez in that second time, you know, <laughs> watching it, like. Man, with all the hype out, I think Connor lost to Nate and Connor Nate too. But talking about that Covington fight, I think Covington was up three one going into that fifth round. The way I saw it, yeah, you could it's, it could be scored almost either way. But I like the way like Covington was pressuring that whole fight and throwing more volume as opposed to power shots, and he was mixing it up with kicks and stuff. It was just a good fight. Yeah, yeah, I do think Covington is the money fight for Usman right now. The way things are. But Wonder Boy also offers a completely different, different like fight style. Mm-hmm. Like that karate in and out is so hard, especially for a wrestler like Usman. Even though he's been knocking everyone out, he's been fighting. His primary style is wrestling. Right. And that's like that's why I don't know. This Burns fight is interesting too because it's a jiu-jitsu guy versus a karate style fighter. I don't know how they're gonna close those distances. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because, like, he does those, like, switch stances, a lot of, like, those sidekicks, those... Do you like those sidekicks that they throw at the knee? Like, no, Whitaker I hate does those, that? Because those are literally sh- strictly for, like... Tearing your ACL. Te- yeah, because it doesn't even really do damage. Like, how, like, a, a, a kick, like a roundhouse kick to the leg is to dead the quad. Right. That's just literally right on the joint, and it's to, like, hyperextend it and hurt it. Yeah, dude. I remember we were watching at Tommy's crib, Whitaker and Till, and, like, he hit till with like two of those and i was just like oh, and I, I i love whitaker he's one of my favorite fighters if not my favorite fighter i'm just like anytime i see those i just grab my knee like as a viewer yeah. i'm just like oh like you know when someone gets hit in the nuts and you're like oh like you just feel that as a dude you're just like oh man that gotta blow yeah what happens to your knee i'm just like over there yeah those suck it's the worst in jujitsu now we've started like doing a little bit more leg lock work and shit because i'm like close to getting a blue belt so like blue belt is like when like all bets are off leg locks are like because now in jujitsu as a white belt you can only do straight leg locks so like you can't cross your legs Mm -hmm. when you did it because that's like ligament damage city right there right so it's only like straight you can't do knee bars and shit at white belt so we've just been like drilling some of it and when we go live, when someone gets me in like an ankle lock or like a leg lock, I just tap immediately. They're like, yo, for real. I was like, yeah, if I get caught in a leg lock, like I'm tapping yeah, out. For, I'm yeah, not, I'm just, especially in training, like I'm just, I'm just tapping. I'm the asshole for getting caught in that. Like I remember yeah. Serge used to be like, I'll be like, yo, how do you get out of a north-south choke? He'll be like, yo, you want to know? I was like, yeah. He's like, don't get caught in it. <laughs> it's like mad difficult to get out of. He'll say shit like that. Like, yo, how do you get out of an armbar? Number one, don't get caught in it. So, like, with me, with leg locks, if you catch me in a leg lock, congrats. I'm giving away my secrets. <laughs> yeah, you, you win. You win. Yeah, yeah, you got it. But with Burns, 
I think if Burns wins, do you think he gets a title shot? Probably not. It might be another one of those where he has to win maybe a fight or two before earning another title shot. I respect what Whitaker did way more than the guys that sit around and wait. Like, I get it with Mazadal doing it because he had the built-in reason or excuse, whichever word you want to That's use. why he took that fight, though, because he knew he had that in his back pocket to say that. Right, and Usman was talking about that in the lead-up to the second fight. He was saying how he had a built-in excuse. He had, he, it was a win-win for him. If he won that fight, it's like, yo, the superstardom was going to skyrocket. Yeah. He beat him on six days eating pizza in fucking Italy and shit because it was in Abu Dhabi. But... And if he lost, it was like, yo, he took the fight on six days. So he has that. And now I think with with Whitaker, what he did was like he beat Till, he beat he beat your boy Cannonier, he beat Gastelum. It's like, yeah, he lost to Adesanya, but he was the guy that deserved the title shot the most out of the guys that sit around and wait. Yeah, and he's beaten everyone in the top, like in the like the higher ranked guys. He's beaten all those guys. So he's given like He's given the like UFC no option either because it's like you can't give them a shot because they lost to Whitaker. So it's like you got to give Whitaker the next chance again. Yeah. Even though he lost to Adesanya already. Yeah. You can't ignore that from there. It, it, you just have to give it to him. What do you think with uh, Wonder Boy and Burns? How do you think this plays out? Who are you picking? Um, I, I like that, Wonder Boy in this, man. I think his I think style that's is going to be the more popular like play. I think more people are going to take Wonder Boy. Mm, interesting. I yeah. think he's the favorite. I'm pretty sure he's the favorite. I haven't looked at. Doesn't he have like an absurd stat where like he hasn't been taken like like a s- absurd takedown defense stat or something where I, it's like he rarely, almost never gets taken down. Yeah, I, I mean, most famously was the like the draw against Woodley, mm-hmm. right? The first time they fought for the title, and then the second time when they fought, he he lost to Woodley, but that was still like prime Woodley. That was like when yeah, he was that was when his, he was like the best, the yeah, best on the planet, yeah. But I think I think Wonder Boy is such a weird matchup for people. Yeah, his just brings such a different style. And and not just that, it's so unique. Like there's not a lot of guys like him. We're like, all right, wrestler against BJJ, striker. It's like you could bring guys in to simulate that in camps. Yeah. But with Wonder Boy, it feels weird. Yeah, because he's like the fucking mad high level karate guy. Mm-hmm. And like you can't really. That's like when people are like, we'll, we'll bring someone in to like mimic John Jones. And it's like, you can't really do that because you're not going to find a guy like that. Yeah. His height, his length. And even his skill set. Yeah. and Yeah. Yeah. So you're going Wonder Boy also? I don't know. I, th- I want to go Burns just because I like Burns. I don't know why I like Burns. It's a crazy thunderstorm outside. Is that wind? I don't know if that was wind or, or like people just broke into the crib. We'll find out after we finish yeah, recording. Yeah, or ghosts that just came. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of want to go Burns. You know, fuck it. I'll go Burns by decision. Hmm. This is, yeah, this is three rounds. Yeah. Because the, the Nate Leon shit was the first time that a non-title fight went, or main event went five rounds. Um, which also adds to the legend of, of Nate Diaz. But I think I'm going to go with Wonderboy also. Yeah. Before we get into the the main event, I want to ask you, and I feel like I've asked you this before too, but your favorite sports right now to watch, where is the UFC? Uh, it's honestly probably two right now, just because I'm starting to lose interest in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So Why? It's, it's just too like, it's not, I feel like it's not as competitive as it used to be. Like, I mean, competitive, like there's mad talent, but like the like, 
there's like no rivalries anymore. Mm. Everyone's buddy buddy. There's no like it's not as intense. There's no the playoff intensity like this, especially this playoffs. Like if I feel like it lacked playoff intensity a lot. I know in the group chat you were going off about like it's whoever wins this title kind of has like an asterisk because of all the injuries. Well, more the Suns than the Bucks. Bucks too because of the 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 Nets, the Nets injuries. Yeah. But the Suns literally every single team they played has been injury ridden. No AD. Then Jamal Murray was already out. Word. And then they played the Kawhi Leonard less Clippers. Yeah. And then now Giannis, I thought Giannis wasn't going to play, but he's playing. Even yeah. though it's on one leg, he's still playing. Right. At that point, if you play 35 minutes, I think you're fine. And also, like, you know what I was really worried about? And I do want to just, I know we're recording this prior to, to game two. But with the finals going on, I wasn't able to record a, a playoff NBA finals preview because we were away. Well, you were away. I was away this past weekend. So when the finals matchup got sort of, I was going to say booked, like it's a fight. But when we found out what the finals was, I wasn't here. That's why there was no episode on Monday. But I think with these finals, what's interesting is you're right about the injury stuff. It sucks, but I, I don't like using injuries as an excuse. Because it's part of the it's, game. It's People part of say, it, man. Yeah. You, could, you could probably look back at every single championship that any team has ever won in any sport and be like, yo, if that guy didn't get hurt for a said team, shit might have been different. So yeah. it is what it is. Like A lot of it is being the healthiest team more than the hottest team Like coming in. Like you always hear in football, yo, hottest team, man. They're the hottest team. It's like, yeah, but you know they just lost their starting corner in DN. And it's like, all right, are they still the hottest team? Like I'd rather be healthy. Yeah. And with the NBA playoffs, you know, thinking about injuries, you said the Bucks like it was only the Nets. Like Trey Young got hobbled, and then that kind of altered him, and he missed a game in that true. too. So it's like, yeah, it is. It is weird. I I asked uh, Dunbar this. They team. ended up winning that game though, the Hawks, where Trey Young was hurt. Right, and that's when the whole like, yo, they got no killer instincts. Like, how do you do that? How do you not yeah. step on their throats? But do you you think that's because of that short season that they had, like uh, short off season? Like, just spilled over? Because, bro, it's like, I think, like, every, every, I think, like, 25% of games were missed by the All-Stars this year, which is, like, it was, like, yeah. close to, like, 400 games. Guys that got selected to the All-Star game ended up missing time. Yeah, the numbers are, like, pretty crazy. Someone sent an article I saw where it was, like, they compared the number of injuries of, like, games missed by total players compared to like the worst season of injuries mm -hmm. and like it was only like 200 behind and even though it was like a shorter season and it was still only like one like 200 games behind i don't think it's like a coincidence mm -hmm. that it, that it has to like be accredited to it somehow that the, sh the shortened off season definitely has to be accredited to the injuries but then also it's all like there's a lot of teams that were out of it and we're like resting play, like resting their starters, and just saying it was a back injury. Like mm -hmm. Al Horford is like, oh knee. Like Lou Dort, I know I'm naming two Thunder, but like Lou Dort, he missed like 15 games, and it was just a different injury. It was like his back this week, his shoulder. It was just all. So it's like it's kind of, kind of like in the middle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and then you know with the Giannis thing, the thing that was interesting that kind of had me worrying a little bit was like I, I kept thinking about Durant bro in 2019 like he got rushed back with the ankle yeah and then that first game plays like 11 of the first 13 minutes and then tears his Achilles yeah and I'm thinking that with Giannis because like yo bro I I had I had a jiu-jitsu class so 
when I looked at the chat, you're like, yo, he just blew out his knee. You're like, I hope I'm wrong, but you're like, yo, his knee just when the, the, the yeah, the initial one. Yeah, because that's bad. what that shit looked like. And also, I'm a it big was be- like bent in, like yeah, yeah, the the opposite way. Yeah. So and I always like to look at the athlete. I know this sounds terrible, but I like to look at the athlete when they get hurt mm-hmm. or are hurt because their body tells the story. You know, like him react laying there and like crying and yelling. It's like, yo, he fucked some shit up, or at yeah. least he thinks he did. That's what he he even said. He's like, I thought he's like, I thought I was gonna be out for a year. Yeah. When it happened, he's like, that's why I'm just happy to be playing. Word. Yeah, man, that shit was scary as hell. And even like Chris Paul. Chris Paul seems like every time he hits the floor, he's like grabbing his shoulder. Yeah. Well, he. Oh man, Chris Paul's something else. <laughs> Are you happy that he's in the finals? Because there's been a lot of like Chris Paul people just coming out the woodshed now for him like i've always liked chris paul the love has gotten a little excessive now like a little like it's too too much yeah like everyone calls him point god God, like i know there's people that have been saying that and like i know like that's like his nickname or whatever point god right like i'm happy he's there because he does deserve a ring you Mm -hmm. can't like discredit his greatness just because he doesn't have a ring right so being there give him having a chance is like it's good for his it's just good for all, all the nba yeah, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but just how do you feel about rings in general in sports? Are you a yo? You're a bum if you don't got a ring because Impy's like that, and it like drives me crazy. No, yeah, well, God, arguing basketball with Impy is like, <laughs> well, even like you know, arguing any, with my dogs. Anytime, anytime I mention Nick Foles, he's like, no, 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 it's Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, I can't do this. I know he won MVP, congrats, but like. He's been on seven different teams in, in 11 years for a reason. Yeah, he had won it, like, just because he had one incredible run where it's, like, they make movies out of that. How yeah. To, like, how rare and, like, just just Cinderella story that is. Right, right. So how do you how do you feel about rings? Do you think you're a bum if you don't get one, or are you, like... No, you, like, it's obviously... I think it's, like, if you're comparing maybe, like, two, like, of the greatest to each other and you use the rings as an argument, that's one thing. But like, if you're calling a guy like, like saying Chris Paul, saying Chris Paul shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame or something because he doesn't have a ring, stuff like that is stupid. Because mm-hmm. it's not that player's fault. Like you could be the, you could be doing everything you can do. For your team, and you're just not getting a ring. Yeah, yeah. Like I always, I always find it funny how. I do like looking at postseason play, though. Oh, interesting. So you mean I don't like, like I could care, I could care less for. Uh, regular season stats now because you got guys that Julius Randle well, Ju- n- not even really him but like well him too actually I'm saying like he, he was a MVP almost caliber player right he was like an all NBA all NBA first or second teamer and then in the playoffs it was a fucking nightmare yeah that could have just been Jitters being like his first time in the playoffs I believe that's a fair point that's a fair point but then you got guys like Joe Harris where they like led the NBA in three point percentage like two different years or something and then they come into playoffs and it looks like me shooting three pointers yeah and then like even like guys like Impy's I'm boy, happy you didn't mention me shooting threes you know because <laughs> the jumper ain't the same no more dog <laughs> both of us then but then you got Impy mentioning his boy Rudy Gobert too where defensive player of the year all this and that and it was almost him being on the court was a negative for them against mm. the Clippers because the just a mismatch of whenever he got switched on to guards and then his inability to, like, score. Yeah. So, like, I don't care for a regular season. I care about, like, postseason. Yeah, it's interesting, man. The rings argument has gotten so out of control. I 
I used to be. You know who's a guy that I like a lot that like people just consider like a journeyman bum? Like a guy like Marcus Morris, where it comes to the postseason and you're giving him extended minutes and he's playing really well. Like as soon as Kawhi went down, Paul George, uh, obviously Paul George from right, right, legendary, right. but then you had Marcus Morris being a great like Robin to his Right, Batman. like uh, Reggie Jackson, your boy. Um, yeah. Piston great. I love Reggie Jackson. <laughs> he had like two sick years with us and then. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's interesting because I always feel like the rings argument, you get so many, it's such a polarizing conversation, right? Like people talk about like, yo, you don't got a ring, you're a bum. Or, you know, like I'll never understand when it comes to like LeBron, and I know you're not like the biggest LeBron guy, but what drives me crazy is NBA Twitter and some NBA folks would make it seem like it's better for you to lose in the first or second round than to lose to the finals. Meanwhile, you get to the finals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as a Knicks fan, to get to the finals would be fucking... Bro, the Knicks won one game, and you couldn't the, drive down Manhattan. Yo, yeah. They tied the series against the Hawks, and they got dominated. Ga- yeah. And, but you would have thought that they won the, the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Like, so the idea of getting a guy that could bring you to an Eastern Conference finals consistently and then like yo mad random i didn't think of this the celtics have been in three of the last four conference finals right like and it's it's like does that make tatum a bum would it have been better for tatum to lose in the first round like he did this year like i don't get that no that's yeah that's stupid people just like to just sound like cool saying that and, like, be on the other side of it, like, being contrarian, you think? Yeah, or they, everyone wants to be, like, Max Kellerman and these freaking guys. The hot Where they want to say, yeah, they want to say stupid stuff to get, like, reactions out of people. Well, I'm not I'm not the biggest Skip Bayless fan, but you got to give him his flowers because he started the whole hot take era. He started the whole, like, what's the wildest shit I could say and get engagement and insight on, like, social media, and then he just runs with it. Yeah. That's why the whole shit started with, like, LeBron. They're all like that now, too. You have Shannon... Uh, Shannon Sharp, like, yeah, I, I would trade Kyle Kuzma for Keisha Cole's phone number. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, oh, that's hysterical. I'm like, this guy's kind of getting corny. I used to like Shannon Sharp a lot, too. But, yeah, he's playing off of Skip Bayless. Yeah, so he's yeah, probably yeah. trying to match his energy and his chaoticness, you know? Like, he'll, LeBron James will have, like, 42, 17, and 12. And he'll, like, go one of two from the free throw line. And the, and the Cavs will still win the game or the Heat would still win the game. And he'd be like, last 90 seconds, I don't know if I want LeBron at the line. It's like, yo, he just had 42, 17, and 12. But, yeah. was, you know, so. But well, Max had a legendary take where. The Iguodala thing? Over Kawhi Leonard taking the last shot. No, it was over Steph Curry. What's, oh, my God. He's, he's like, faith worse. of the universe. I need to make a shot. <laughs> I want Andre Iguodala, and he bangs the table. It's like that's hysterical. Yeah, probably that's that's a bad take. That's a bad take. But uh, how do you think? How do you think the finals? I know this is kind of an unfair question, and we have pivoted uh, a little bit. Completely obvious. But uh, but uh, wh- what do you think happens in the finals, man? I know they're gonna hear this after game two for the most part, the majority of the listeners. But how do you think this this plays out? Uh, I think tonight's like gonna be a pivotal like game. Because it's either because the game is tonight at nine, right? And uh, like you can't go down two zip. Right. Like I feel like the Bucks really need to tie the series up now. Otherwise, if that does happen, it's going to be like Sun- Suns might win in like four, maybe five. But if they tie it up, I think it could be like a six seven game series. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel feel the same. Like going down two zero is so devastating. I feel like yeah, and, even and, like not even for like the team itself, but for like the fans. Because now like you know, game three is like must win because you don't yeah. want to drop that. So that's almost like the fourth game, right? <laughs> you know, where like, it's kind of the elimination. Yeah, especially yeah, in the NBA, it's go, never happened. Yeah, and you go down three zero. Like I, you, the series is basically over. So like that's kind of like you're playing for your life. Yeah, uh, the one thing that I did say was. I thought the Suns were going to win game one because even with Giannis coming back, I felt like that wasn't going to really do much because I didn't know what his status was going to be and how healthy he was going to be. But if you wanted to bet the Bucks prior to the finals, I would have done it after game one because now you can get them at like plus 300 to win the finals. Yeah. You know, where like if you wanted, if you thought the Suns were going to win, you should have bet them early. But yeah, the, the, the one issue that I have with the NBA finals is these fucking West Coast games are brutal, bro. Halftime is like ten thirty. Yeah. Sometimes. Second half don't start till like eleven. And it's stupid they're doing it while it's the finals. Like I get it during the regular season because there's other games on. Right. But there's one game on. Just put it at like, put it at like eight. I or know. Like Seven thirty. I know. And then the argument Our is. Time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But everything caters to the East Coast. Sometime. I mean, not like really nine p.m. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because uh, some people will be like, but for Yo, the most part, yeah, like nine, NFL 9 p.m. nine p.m. Eastern time is six p.m. in the West Coast. So maybe like people are coming home from work and shit, and or if you were to start the games at four thirty out in the Pacific time, it's like, yo, people are just getting out of work and you're gonna be starting yeah, the NBA true, finals game. So like, I feel them from that. They don't care about standpoint. The East Coast. They care about the people that are gonna be going to the games. Right. Right. But. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens in game two and then what happens. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And uh, the, rest of, the rest of this series. Dana! Hey, Dana. Oh, okay. Last thing I want to ask you a little basketball. <sighs> What do you, what would, how do I Here say this? What do you think is harder? Winning a gold medal, or what is more impressive? Winning a gold medal or winning a uh, NBA finals? Because they asked Luca this. Winning an NBA, like an Olympic basketball gold medal? Yeah. They asked Luca this, like, which one do you, would you want more? And he said, winning a gold medal for Slovenia, right? I get it if you're not American. I was good, about to say, yeah, it's different right? for them. This is like super, this is like super, I don't even know if it's like being racist, but like if you're American and you argue with me that, yo, this dude has gold medals, I'm like, 
congrats, bro. Like, it's not impressive to me if you have a gold medal in basketball and you're American. It's just not because they win it all the time. Yeah. And in, in like, they're like 30 point favorites in every game, with the exception of like those like Gasol brother Spain teams. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like 18 point favorites. So they're still expected to win like 88% of the time. Yeah. So for me, when it comes to winning a gold medal, like when you look at a player's resume and you're trying to argue his case, the quicker you get to him winning, a, oh, he's won a gold medal, the quicker my mind shuts off the conversation. It's like politics for me. I'm just like, up, oh, politics are up. I'm out the combo. Oh, he's won a gold medal. It's like, like that's the big thing that like Carmelo Anthony fans say. Yeah. It's like, yo, oh, he's God. won three gold medals, Mr. USA. It's like, congrats, bro. Well, people are going to say anything to just defend their boy. That's true. Yeah. That's true. The, you know how we talked about the rings argument before? I yeah. used to be super pro rings to support Eli. I know. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. I, I, I was like, Brady. you know, he, he's only won playoff games in two of the 16 years that he's been in the league. Granted, they've won two Super Bowls, but it's like, yeah, you know. But anyway, where, where are you in this conversation? Uh, I, I, I kind of agree with you just because as long as you make the, like, NBA, the, the basketball Olympic team, you're going to get a gold medal. Mm-hmm. So, like, getting there might be hard, like getting on the Olympic team, like, because they got to offer you it, and then you you just got to accept what they got to offer. Like, they got to consider you over other people. Right. So maybe in that aspect, it's hard, and it being once every four years. But once you're on it, it's almost like a guaranteed gold medal, just because there's just the competition just isn't there. I but lo- for Luca, like, him being, like... The Slovenia, do they even have a medal? Like I, I'm, silver or bronze for basketball? This is where I wish I had like a stat person or a fact checker. I'm pretty sure this is the first time they've ever qualified for the Olympics. Yeah, that so was, like that's like a cool and big deal. Like when Croatia went to the finals against the Dream Team uh-huh. or like Tony Kukoc and shit way back in like '92. That's dope. Like if you were Croatia and you beat the Dream Team, that's like yo, you're a legend. Like you're an icon. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. Like, you know, the dream team was beating everyone by like 60. And then they beat Croatia in that last game by like 20. So it's like, it's not impressive to me when you. Definitely not for like. For an American yeah. player. But I like what you said, though. I didn't think about that. Like, yeah, you do get selected to go. But a lot of times it's like, it's sort of very Pro Bowl to it. Where like a lot of guys are like, ah, man. Yeah, you know, let me people just. People deny it all the time. People, yeah. You know what? I'd rather just not go. Right. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. I just find it hard to believe that uh, I would rather win. a. If I'm an American. If like, I'm an American, 100% would rather win an NBA title. But yeah. like. If, if I, I played was, for the Greek national team, I'd be like, yeah, bro, bro yeah. that'd be fire to win a gold medal. That'd be a dope team, though. Yeah. The, the three if you, I mean, if you were a great NBA player. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not, <laughs> not now. <laughs> not, a, not a white belt. <laughs> yeah. yeah not a, in a studio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Four, four stripes coming. Four stripes four coming. Stri- All right. Let's, uh, let's go back to this card because we haven't talked about why this card has been built and why this card is happening okay connor dustin the trilogy it's one one there's a lot of questions that i've prepared for you p p head dustin oh <laughs> uh, do you think connor's shot like, like mentally yeah he's fried he's a meat <laughs> he's a fucking meathead yeah, I watched all his press conferences with like. Uh, Did you it, see him signing the posters? Yo, how bad was that? Yeah, that's hysterical. Yo, he literally was signing it like. And it, it was like, it looked like he was trying to do a C, but it changed every single time. Yo, it looked like a, a scripted E, like the way in script. I, yeah. I haven't written script in like 
a decade plus, but it's just like, yeah, it's just like so weird. Yeah, he don't give a shit anymore. What's funny is someone posted a picture of like Conor McGregor UFC card from like years ago, and it was like a full like Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. Now it's and just now like, it's just looks like a. He, he's talking suit. to like his team, like wobbling back and forth. <laughs> So yeah, he is he is fried mentally. Yeah, right? like dudes all over the place. But as a fighter though, do you think because, yo, I think he rocked Dustin in the first round, kind of rocked him in the second round too. The leg kicks were just brutal. Like you saw them coming. Like yeah. after that first round, you're like, yo, there's no way. And he's such a fights heavy on his stance, lead leg, and. I mean, you do Muay Thai, so you'd be able to explain it more, like how devastating it is to just get fucking kicked in the shins and in the calf, calf kicks. So do you think this uh, kind of narrative of Connor being shot as a fighter is true? I don't think so. Like, even outside of that, when was the last time he got finished? It was Khabib, right? Mm -hmm. Which he choked him out. And he did. He rocked him, but like he recovered from that. But mm-hmm. he he choked him out. So Dustin TKOing him. It wasn't like it was one punch that mm-hmm. fried him. It was one punch hurt him bad, but then it was he poured it on to get the like the TKO. Right. And he was still conscious, and he ate like seven shots right to the face. Right. But I don't think he shot. Like he's obviously still has that crazy punching power. I just think he didn't game plan for the leg kicks. And that ended up making him a sitting duck. And in the second round, he just couldn't move. Yeah. And it was a stationary target for Dustin. Yeah, I watched one of the interviews with Ariel Hawani, and he mentioned how... The, His gas tank could be better, though, too, I think. Right. He was training a lot for Pacquiao because that's when they were like setting up like the Pacquiao fight. So mm-hmm. it was a very boxing-heavy approach to his camp. And he said something that was interesting. And then when I went and rewatched that fight, it kind of makes sense. But I also could see how people could be like, yo, you got rocked and it was an excuse. He said how the punch that dropped him, that right like hook from Dustin, it didn't stun him as much as it was like he was sort of trying to escape the, the punching. And his, his that was his back leg that he was like backing up on, mm-hmm. the one that kept getting leg kicked. And his leg kind of gave out because he's like, yo, when I got finished, I was like coherent. I was talking to to Herb Dean, and like I was fine. And then he was like cutting a promo, like "Yo, when I knocked him out in in 2014, he's looking up at the stars and shit." <laughs> of course. So I don't think I don't think Connor's shot. I think Connor is. I I actually expect Connor to be uh, at a hundred percent and and being like the normal Connor in this one. Yeah, I remember I was saying it like Rouse. I was like, I think that this fight could be like one of those. I think Connor could just come out and like starch him. Mm-hmm. Like I had a weird, I had a weird, I have a weird gut feeling about that, where Connor might just come out and starch him. I have a super like no one is is calling this, but I think it's like a five round classic. Yeah, I remember you telling me that, and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, like I really want to bet Connor. Uh, Connor, <laughs> what was that? I want to bet Connor via decision. It's like plus eight hundred. Cause like he's, like those odds are, this should be even better for you. Like, yeah, even higher. Yeah. Because I don't know. I just have a gut feeling where maybe it's me thinking about the Nate Diaz rematch and that went five rounds. But I think Connor seems super focused. He's he's kind of wrestling heel again. He's like talking mad shit about like Habib and about Dustin. And he's like, he didn't like the whole charity thing that went down with them. And he he said, you know, I'm a man of my word. And I told you I was going to donate. And you kind of jumped, uh, jumped the gun. And he mentioned how he didn't bring his family to the States. 
and he's like super focused on it. I don't know, man. I have a gut feeling that I'm picking Connor to win this one. Um, when I think decision, I wouldn't be surprised by what you said because he did rock him early in that first round. But there's just something I, I wanted this Connor. This is the Connor that I wanted. No more, no more hugs. No more pats on the back. Like I want, like yo, fuck your hot sauce. You yeah. know, like proper twelve, bitch. Proper twelve. That's the Connor that I want. That's the best Connor too, man. That yeah, that's fuck the you that... and them bitch kids. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you see? Didn't he say like? Didn't he message Poirier's wife or something on Twitter or Instagram? A, a, a Poirier got asked that, and he said that it was a it was a screenshot, kind of like a. It was like a fake thing that Connor posted. It wasn't true. Ah, but he well, did. But he did put it. Yeah. He's fucking. Yeah, he's leaving these dumb voice notes yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's going just full heel. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he hasn't been around in the embedded much. Like they haven't really shown him much. Two um, episodes I seen, he wasn't in them. Yeah, yeah, and um, I don't know, man. He just seems like focused. He's thirty two, also, which like I kind of feel like he's older, but he's still he's still kind of young. I mean, prime and. Yo, not for nothing. He hasn't really taken crazy damage. Like yeah. he's had those two. The he had obviously got finished by, um, by Dustin. Uh, the Nate Diaz fight was was definitely a, a bar fight. Mm-hmm. And then like Habib, a lot of it was Habib trying to well the ground and pound too. So I take that back. The more I'm thinking about it, it's like yeah, he's kind of but. You but know, outside of those fights, forty like seconds really against Cowboy, yeah. which what he did to Aldo, like nine seconds, yeah. like a lot of his fights, he just he basically took like no punches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you think happens? Dustin's if, been in way more wars. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean Gaethje, Habib, Hooker, fucking Eddie Alvarez, Eddie Alvarez twice. Like yeah, he's been in like a lot of bar fights. But yo, what do you think happens if Conor loses? He can do whatever he wants. He's Connor. He could freaking go play soccer for but Ireland it, if he wants. Uh, but it, it'd be four of the last five that he's lost. And it would be only Cowboy that was his win. And, like, that looks horrible now. Is it four of his last five? So he lost to Habib. Yeah. He lost to Poirier. Uh-huh. And then if he loses, oh, so it'd be three of his last four. Three, Excuse oh, yeah. me. three of his last four, he's lost. Four of the last five, if you count the Mayweather thing, but I think that's just oh, you being a hater. But yeah, <laughs> three of you're count. right. Three of the last. If he loses, if he loses this fight, it's three of the last four. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens if if he loses? You still think he's whatever, that draw? They'll do, a, they'll do a Nate trilogy, probably. They do have that in the back. They he have that, that in the too. back. They have whatever really they want with him. Actually, really, I don't know who else he'd fight other than Nate. Unless Masvidal's like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Your best Masvidal impression. Um, yeah, the Nate trilogy, I think, would be that. If he loses, I think that's the only fight that would make sense. People people would be hyped to see that. Um, it's the trilogy, so you could hype that up again. And it's going to be a massive draw because they're probably the two biggest like money getters right now in the UFC, I think. Easily the two biggest money getters. Yeah, yeah for Connor sure. alone is, but then... Nate, forget it. That, right. Those guys are going to... Right. Which was weird that this card was so stacked initially because usually Connor cards, they don't really stack them that much because they're like, oh, yo, it's Connor. People are going to buy this shit anyway. Dude. But like this, the, the prelims were like, you know, the one that I, I'm upset about the most is Lee and Brady, but I don't want to get off track with this with this main event. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard what Tatu Avasa said? 
Nah. He was like, they asked, they asked him like, "Oh, are you going?" He's fighting Greg Hardy. Yeah, Greg Hardy's an idiot too. You see what he's calling Derek Lewis? And he's like, he's just a dumb, a, a fat ex-con or something. It's like Derek Lewis would kill him. Well, that, but also <laughs> you're you're a woman beater. So yeah, yeah. The you're the you? last person to be talking yeah. about like anyone's fucking convictions and yeah. like. Fucking... And then he called himself like one the best boxer in the heavyweight division. Yeah. And Ty goes like, fuck's sake, what's he watching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I but don't that's know. not even what I was referring to. But he was like, they asked Ty Tuivasa because they were like, being that it's Greg Hardy, a controversial figure, there's going to be like extra eyes on this fight. Is that making you nervous? He's like, I'm on a Connor card. He's like, there's going to, he's like, this is the biggest draw, biggest card you could be on. Yeah. He's like, there's going to be eyes on me regardless. Yeah, I remember watching for Habib Connor. They did like a little like a mini series, mini documentary on the lead up to that for Michelle Waterson. And she was like the featured prelim for that card. And she was saying how this is the most attention she's going to get in like her career because being on that Habib Connor card, which is like the biggest card of all time, or arguably yeah. if not like from a box office standpoint. So yeah, Tuivasa is right on that one. That's a, that's another heavyweight. Uh, I think that one's going to end early too, Tuivasa and, and Greg Hardy. But yeah, yeah, I feel like we're not. So last time, I showed a lot of love to Dustin Poirier. I felt like the line was wrong. Mm-hmm. It made no sense that he was that big of an underdog. It felt like no one was like talking about Poirier. Do you think again the story is all Connor? I mean, no matter what he does, it's always going to be all Connor just because mm-hmm. of who he is. But like, the line's like even, right? Mm-hmm. Or is Connor a slight favorite? Nah, I th- I think last time I tracked DraftKings. Well, DraftKings are both eighty one hundred, but like. No, no, I mean oh, like the oh. actual the sports betting app because because I'm gonna be in Atlantic City this weekend for a basketball party, so I was nice. I've been looking to you know dabble, dabble a, little a little bit. Like I mean, dude, me going to a casino and not putting a bet in, come on now. <laughs> you don't even need to go to a casino. Just Yo, go bro, on the app. do you know do you know what my pops did to me with the Euro Cup? What? I didn't tell you this story about what he bet. No. Oh man, so him and I went to FanDuel. Oh, I lied. Poirier's minus one thirty four. Connor's plus one hundred five. Plus one hundred five. Yo, so Connor plus money? Yeah, yeah. Now he love it. Yeah, look at him go. Yo, so we go to FanDuel, my pops and I, right? And I make a bunch of Euro Cup bets. Mm-hmm. But I bet I bet the Heat Bucks series. I bet the Bucks in four, Bucks in five. I threw like $100 on each. Ends in four. I win like 850 right? Mm-hmm. So I'm plus like 700 whatever. Because I made another stupid basketball bet that I lost. So I go there and I put all that $700 on Euro Cup bets. Top goal scorer, uh, England, France, France winner, England winner, um, Memphis Depay, the forward for for the Netherlands, Benzema and France parlay, Benzema uh, to be the top goal goal scorer scorer and France to win. I make all these bets below $700. Nice. My dad makes some bets. Uh, We go in the car and he goes, "Ah, I'm going to go back and make another bet. He's like, I just have a weird feeling about this one. Doesn't tell me what it is. After Belgium beats Italy, mm-hmm. he sends me a wink face. I'm like, what the hell? Prior to the round of 16, right? Like after the group stages and you see all the matchups and shit, he calls me. He goes, I made a bet. Do you want to go halves on everything that we bet? And I'm like, why? He goes, oh, I just feel like, you know, father or something. Why not? Let's just go halves on everything. I was like, nah, man, you know, I'm going to just rock with the bets that I made and you just rock with yours. He's like, all right, cool. So after Italy beat Belgium, he calls me and he goes, you know, you know what that bet was that I made? I was like, what? He's like, Italy, England to be the final. 
Wow. What were those odds? 50 to 1 odds. Wow. And I was like, no way. And then he showed me. I was like, wow. He's like, should have listened to your dad. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. So that's why like, I'm working the, 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 the stand next week also. Because he's like, I'm not working next week. He's like, I'm not going to even watch the Euro final. Nice. He's like, fuck that. I don't care who wins now. That's dope. That's gangster. That is gangster. He, he, he dead ass sunned me. <laughs> Stop, verbally stalked and slapped you. For real. For real. Knocked me out on my feet. <laughs> uh, what do you... Uh, yeah, so shout shouts to my pops. Still still a legend, legend in his own mind. Um, Dustin. Mm-hmm. You think he's being sl- slept on again? Uh, I mean, odds makers are giving him... the. Uh, he's the favorite, so I don't think so. Mm. I'm sure like you're going to have the UFC fans that are more that like connor more and are probably like you even see it on twitter people are tweeting like oh dustin's fucked fucked mm-hmm. but i don't know i don't think he's getting as much disrespect yeah man i'm so uh i'm, I'm so excited to watch that fight winner of that gets Oliveira, right Guess i think so. i think whoever wins that gets the title shot yeah who else are you gonna give it to in that division we haven't seen Gaethje since Habib. Chandler just lost to Oliveira. Everyone wants to see Makachev, but like, dude, can, you beat, can you beat someone in the top 10? That's like, not you, his fault, though. Like, no, nah, I know. Everyone's, I get it. everyone's ducking him. And, and they were trying to set up Felder for the longest time. And Felder was like, yo, I didn't want to be a bridge to the belt. Like, if I couldn't, if I couldn't fight for the belt, I didn't want to be a, you know, a stopgap to it. So that's why Felder retired, too. But, you know, you can't do Hooker. Yeah, because like Hooker's on a losing streak now too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's what ends up happening. I think people are gonna be pissed though if Connor wins and he gets the title shot just because of you know he's lost the last couple fights. Yeah, it seems like now the UFC is just like yo, win one fight, make it exciting, you'll get a title Be- shot. Michael Chandler for Dan Hooker got a title shot. Right, but Chandler was a huge name already coming over from Bellator. Yeah, he was like the AJ Styles of of like MMA. Where he was Always winning, gotta bring him wrestling. I mean, everything is wrestling, bro. But he was winning all these titles and like Bellator and shit. He was a three time champion and he was like the best guy to never fight in the UFC. And then he comes over and he fights a top five, six guy, whatever Hooker was. Yeah, not a jobber. Ass. Like, yeah, a top, tough, yeah, tough fight. Finishes him the way he does, does the backflip. Think I, I thought he blew out his Achilles and his that knee at the same weird. time. And then he fight, he fights for the title. And I think like only other, other time, one. It took one fight for a title shot. Was like some heavyweight shit um, back when like Probably. Pride mixed yeah. up and all that. But I think um, Poirier is more deserving of a title shot. But I do think like whoever wins this fight, it's gonna. Well, gonna you can't give him a title shot if he loses. But no, oh, no, you're saying just. But I'm saying like if you're if you're like a by the book. You know, you gotta win certain fights to get a title shot, yeah. and you know he lost against Habib, and then he beats Hooker, then he beats Connor twice in this scenario. He's like earned it more than right. Very Whitaker of him, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you lost, but you went back and you fought top contender after top contender, and then you won impressively, and now you're the number one contender. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind either of them really getting a title shot, just because there's nowhere else to go with it. Right. I do want to see Charles Oliveira win again, though. Yeah. Whoever he fights, even though. People are going to want it to be the other way. Poirier or Connor, they'd rather have. Yo, it'll be lit if it's Connor, just because Connor versus the the Brazilians again. That and then the the shit talk Connor's going to say now. 
It's going to be so ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If only Charles spoke English. Yeah. Man, I can't wait. I'm excited for this one. Dude, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Where can they uh, find you and follow you? Hot Josh. Uh, every. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Every social media handle is uh, Dakota30. D-A-C-O-R-T-A-3-0. Twitter and Instagram. Twitter and Instagram. I'll make sure his handle is in here. At Veterans Minimum, where you can find the show. Check out the changes made to Patreon that I mentioned at the start of the episode. At the Lame Shows, you can find me. Proper number 12. Connor by submission. No, no, no. <laughs> Imagine those odds. Wow. They got to be better than decision. Yeah. Probably not, but you never know. Catch you guys later. Hell yeah. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. Got it.